Welcome to the ride. Life, Work, and Wealth podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. For a lot of folks, restrictions tied to COVID have meant more time with the family, both inside and outside. And getting outside has boosted demand for summer and winter toys. I mean, big toys with powerful engines. Now, host Chris Duro is here with a man who has firsthand knowledge of that demand and what it has meant for the power sports business. Jean-Luc Lemire owns Energy Power Sports in Oakville, where he carries equipment for riding on the water, on the road, on snow, and even in the mud. Thanks, Patrice. Well, thank you, Jean-Luc, for coming on today's show, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, we've known each other now for a few years, and you know how excited I'll be about talking about this. And anyone that really knows me knows that uh, power sports has been a huge hobby of mine um, since I was a child. So I was very looking very forward today to chatting about one of my most favorite things to do when I'm not working. And I just, whether it's an ATV, snowmobile, Sea-Doo, side-by-side, uh, family and friends know I've owned them all. Uh, there's nothing that I find relieves more stress and being able just to have your mind disconnect from everything than ripping down trails or on a snowmobile or ripping through mud and nothing else kind of makes me revert back to those feelings of when I was a child. So I just absolutely love my toys. Um, my wife, Tina, over the years um, has been very accepting with them. And that kind of leads me into how Jean-Luc and I first met. I, um, Jean-Luc, I believe I would have been probably one of your earlier first earlier customers because we were actually talking through Facebook before you even started the store. And I remember I got myself in a bit of a predicament because I might have bought a toy a little bit more than I should. <laughs> and uh, Tina didn't wasn't thrilled about that. So I went there and I'm like, yeah, is there anything you can do to help me out? Which you did. And uh, you helped me out. We got the family CDU and you made me look like a, a hero in front of the family. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, during COVID, obviously, people know that many businesses have had ongoing struggles to even remain operational, let alone profitable. And many were forced to kind of short sh uh, shut down in the early stages because it's an attempt to, for the lockdowns to flatten down the curve and everything in regards to the spread of COVID. This industry, however, uh, in the media, just talking with lots of people, it's just shot through the roof with like record-breaking sales and Canada Canadian power sport dealers have seen a huge increase in sales. Um, ATVs, Sea-Doo's, snowmobiles, motorcycles, it's just skyrocketed in the last 18 months from everything I've heard. And I'm sure with this unexpected surge in demand, it's created some welcome challenges I'm imagining. And Jean-Luc, we're just going to get you to fill us in on that because I know that a lot has happened in your world in the last really three years. So I'll start, Jean-Luc, with how did you even get into this business? Well, for, first and foremost, Chris, really appreciate uh, to, to spend some time with you today to, to share all that. Listen, you know, I, I, uh, much like you, I, I grew up 
with uh, my dad having six skidoos uh, in, in our garage. Um, and he, at the time, he had bought six skidoos, uh, one for himself, of course, one for my mom, the other four actually for his brothers, sisters, and friends. So they could all enjoy it and they could all go riding. So my, the earliest childhood memory for me has been um, seeing those U units, you know, in the garage and then uh, go, going uh, on, on the snow with my dad uh, when, uh, when I was very young. Um, I've seen him with dirt bikes and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's very, very much been around me. And um, um, I began my career in, in the automotive industry mostly with the cars, actually. So power sports was really never on the radar for me. It was more a hobby and uh, something that I really enjoyed. Uh, I bought a skidoo, I bought a sea-doo boat. So, of course, I interacted with a lot of dealers because I, I have, you know, much like you, I had to buy parts and accessories, maintenance, and so on. And um, at one point through my automotive career, I, I decided to leave the corporate world after 20-some-odd uh, years and decided to explore a little bit more on the retail side, which was always my goal. My, my father was a dealer, a car dealer for 29 years. And my, my hopes and dreams back in Montreal would have been to own and operate that store with him. That didn't happen. He sold a store. I moved to Ontario and uh, for schooling. And then um, one thing led to another. I ended up in the corporate world. The power sport thing uh, occurred when uh, in April 2017, when I was actively seeking and looking for a car dealership, believe it or not, that's really where I was heading. That's where I went to school for. And I was really hoping to find a dealership that would be you know, reasonable in, in price. And they're, they're not quite reasonable in price when you want to buy one of those businesses. And um, along the way came uh, some friends who I went to school with in Florida, University in Florida. And they... Um, they, they, they heard, they knew I was looking for a car dealership or an opportunity. And there was an open point in the area of the western side of the GTA here for the, the greater, let's call it Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington, the west side of the, of the GTA. And they, they asked me, we, we hear you're looking for a, for a store. Well, how, how about a BRP store? And it, to them, it made a lot of sense because uh, I'm, I'm a fan of BRP. I've, I've always been, I've only been writing BRP products. And, um, you know, I said, you know, I, I, I got to be honest with you. It's not on my radar. It's not what I'm thinking about, but let me look into it. And I went on a journey of um, for about a month, between a month of June 2017 and July, I visited a, a host of stores, not only BRP stores, but Harley Davidson, Yamaha stores, Polaris stores, um, all kinds of, you know, whether they're boat stores. Uh, or power sport dealerships. And I, I, over and above the dealerships who I dealt with from, from BRP, I wanted to get an understanding of the business, get an understanding of, is there an opportunity here to, to have uh, a dealership that will be successful and, and can it be sustainable? It's funny, as I was sharing stories with, with my friends at, uh, at home and, and family, many people said, Jean-Luc, you are silly. There are no people riding skidoos in Oakville. You cannot ride a skidoo in Oakville or you cannot go off-roading in Oakville. And of course, I, I knew that. I, there are no trails for skidoo in Oakville, of course, but there's a lot, there's a great audience in Toronto that thrives on, um, you know, they're, they're the weekend warriors. So I knew about that and I wanted to, much like, like people like, like you specifically, and just, you know, they live here, 
but they um, they go and and their their outlets is up north uh, on trails could be in Niagara. You know, there's all kinds of places you go to. Being a boater, I understood that because you know, Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, uh, Lake Huron, all the lakes in Muskoka and Kawartha's. There's so much to do, so much, so many places to explore. And um, after 23 stores, visiting 23 stores, I put a plan forward to BRP. And, um, and the plan was, was fairly simple. And I asked him the question, I said, if you're looking for a store like you have today, the stores that exist today, and not only BRP, but other brands, uh, it's not exactly what I want to do. I have different ideas. I'd like to present them to you. Um, they'll be focused on the customer experience. And if you like that, uh, then I'd like to move, move forward with uh, presenting you a much bigger plan, including, you know, finance and all that stuff. And now we're going to go about to do it. And, um, yeah, we, we opened the doors in, uh, on uh, uh, February 19th, 2019. And, and it's been a wild ride ever since, I can tell you that, especially with COVID. Yeah, I can imagine that. And um for for listeners, BRP is is just is a bombardier, which is a Canadian brand of power sports vehicles. And Jean, let me just jump in here. Can you just uh, let my listeners know, like, what type of vehicles do you offer there in regards to power sports? Yeah, so much, much, you know, obviously the the brand has been in existence for many many years. Um, BRP uh, offers the, the the two big products that people would immediately connect to would be Skidoo, which is a snowmobile, Sea-Doo, uh, uh, which is our, our personal watercraft line. We have Can-Am off-road vehicles. Those are the Outlanders, the Renegades, like, like you ride, Chris, and uh, yeah. the lineup of- ATVs. Yeah, yeah, ATVs, quads, people may people call them quads. Um, and then, of course, the side-by-side, which is a segment that's absolutely exploding. So this is taking uh, yeah. an ATV format, but- Side, 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 side by side, meaning people are sitting literally side by side, much more social from an experience point of view, but very, very much off road. And there's just some, some are very much for, for work, but some are for play and some are hybrids. You know, they, they are both a work and a work course and a play course. So, um, and then over and above that, we have a, a very successful lineup of uh, motorcycles called the Can-Am on-road vehicles, the Spiders and the Rikers. They're three wheel vehicles. Uh, we have uh, we've been very very successful here with those uh, two two vehicles here, um, and over and above that, recently in 2018, BRP acquired uh, two lines of, of boats which we carry now, uh, Alumacraft fishing boats. So it's an aluminum fishing boat, and Manitou pontoons, which is a really really nice premium brand of pontoons, and uh, we've had the pleasure of selling quite a few this year, and we began carrying those. Uh, in January of 2021. Yeah, and I also noticed uh, the release was like August 14th, I believe, was Can-Am and CDU's release for 2022. And I was surprised to see CDU always trying to kind of be ahead of things, coming out with those little little pontoon boats. Yeah, you know, so this this took the I guess the world by storm. Um, there's been a few you know spy shots here and there. Uh, people didn't think that BRP could do it. I'll tell you one thing. It, BRP is an innovation company. They're, they're about technology. They're about pushing the boundaries, uh, boundaries of design, boundaries of power and performance. Uh, every vehicle we have, every product we sell is all about spirited performance. And um, it, it's what makes it so enjoyable to, to work in this environment. 
um, and and, and uh, as much it was great fun to work in the car business. This is so different, yet all at the same time, so much the same. You know, yeah, my my my, my template here is much more like a car dealership for sure, in how we approach the business. Um, but um, the, the big difference in, in the in, in the business that we're in is that the consumer, the emotional uh, stock or value of our vehicle are, is, is so much greater because it's about fun. There are toys. You know, yeah. I do, when, when, when I meet some, some new people that, that perhaps I didn't know before, you know, say, what do you do for a living? And so sometimes they tell them, you know, I sell adult toys. And they, they look at me kind of funny and, uh, well, and then I start explaining what it is. Um, so I do enjoy yeah. a bit of that, that, that shock factor, if you will, but, but it is that it, it's, uh, it's toys for, for adults, if you will. And, uh, but our vehicles are, are enablers in so many different ways, uh, for, for entertainment, for fun, for sure. They get you camping. Um, they're a true outlet to see. I think our country, and this is what people have discovered in the last year, uh, what our country is all about, but from a very, very different window. So that, that leads me into that. That I want is what I have some ideas, but I'll let you explain because you're going to know the, you're going to have much more insight on in this than I will. But what, where, where did the demand come from? Because I, like I've always been involved in power sports. Um, and obviously with COVID, it has been much more, you're just seeing a huge difference in demand. Um, you're seeing guys online and the groups I'm in that parts are a little bit more scarce. You just, you just have a lot more of the population buying these vehicles. So what, why do you think it increased so much since COVID? Yeah. You know, there's no doubt if I, if I talk for just a quick sec about pre COVID uh, we were um, here and, and, and so, so was BRP, but we were just gaining market share like crazy. And we're dominant in in Cidu. Uh, we are the brand. We we literally uh, are the segment. Uh, so when people refer, it's much like like Jeep. You know, I, if people may see a truck or an SUV and they call it Jeep, although it is not the Jeep brand name. But that's how powerful the brand names Cidu and Cidu are. And, and so we were we were just doing great and and uh, being market share leaders in in off road on on road Cidu and Skidu, very very strong. What COVID brought is this, and it's really funny because for me, when when in March of uh, 2020, when this all happened, we just came back from Cancun where BRP uh, hosted a dealer meeting called Club BRP. It's a, it's a fabulous event. They put on a great show. And that's where they, it, you, you may laugh at this, but they, they launched the new Skidoo line in Cancun. So... Um, it was great. It was a great place to do it. We didn't get to try the product, uh, obviously, but uh, but it was a- tequila and snowmobiles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> great. But um, so we launched a product, and then and then that was in, in in February. And a couple of weeks later, we came back, and then the COVID uh, lockdown and, and all that stuff kind of just uh, happened. Um, you know, many, many dealers decided to, and we did not know. I mean, businesses uh, did not know what to do governments were kind of confused uh, you know as to what is the right thing to do closure opening and so on um we um we obviously aimed at at, at keeping our clientele just try to keep them running and it really dawned on me when when both prime ministers federal and governmental indicated that they uh you know for the foreseeable future we will not be traveling and i remember watching the news actually the, uh, at, at 11 o'clock at night 
on CTV when when they both appeared and and you know so many questions about what about traveling what's going to happen with that and and they they both were pretty pretty cut, cut and dry and said well for the uh, for the time being no no one's moving and I got thinking at that at that time like you know much like well, I guess when you think of stock markets and all that stuff you have to be a bit of a futurist and and think about what what it will mean and I I got thinking about well, if nobody can travel, I know myself, when, when I'm cocooned at home for a week, I go stir crazy. <laughs> it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I get cabin fever. So what's yeah. everyone going to do? And it gave me exceptional confidence. I mean, we're, I was heading down the path of, you know, slowing down marketing expense, perhaps, really looking at the business model and re-engineering it. And then within 24 hours, I, I erased that 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 the path and the plan I was I was on, and to press on the accelerator instead, um, I, I got a lot of questions sent my way. Like, are you sure? Is you know, is this going to be? Uh, is this too risky? And but I really had the confidence that consumers would have nothing else to do, and they would be looking for things to do. Uh, as you know, the leisure centers were closing, the theaters were closing. Then what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in your backyard? There's just so long you can do this for, and before you go stir crazy. And, um, and so it began and we saw it. A new entrance grew over 40%. You know, it, we had people come through the door. Yeah, it was exceptional. And this was a, across the segments. Um, people were coming in and, uh, you know, asking a lot more questions. We had to uh, hire more salespeople on the floor because we could not, you know, um, uh, keep, keep up with the demand. It was exceptionally strong. And then later on, as we got, you know, in, in, in the months ahead, uh, if I look, for example, in the, in, the, in the months, in the winter months, when the boat show took place, well, the boat show got canceled. All those shows got canceled, too. Um, it became even more difficult to serve and deliver vehicles. And so we, we, we had to, to, to adapt. But certainly COVID brought in new people, for sure. And those people that were already much like, like you, who knew about products, who, who knew about, you know, what, what's ATVing all about, you know, they look for upgrades. So we saw the existing base looking to do more, to spend more money in, in, in the arena of, of, for example, for off-road, you know, they went for bigger vehicles. Uh, those people that had a, a two-seater side-by-side look for a four-seater and to bring on more people along. Those people that had one CDU bought a second CDU and then therefore uh, a double trailer and so on. So we really, really saw everyone, literally everyone coming over and wanting to, um, to jump in, in in one of the segments. Uh, and, uh, and you see it on, when you go on Lake Ontario, it's, it's unbelievable to see the amount of CDUs. Oh, I, I, this summer was unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, with, like I could, I noticed a huge difference of the amount of machines out there. And I was going to actually touch on that. I was curious to ask you that. Was it more existing customers like myself or was it brand new people coming into this sport? And I can tell um, they're definitely, I can tell at the boat launches this summer, uh, early summer, that there was definitely some new people trying to back down their sea dues. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes, you're right. You, you, you can easily identify those people who are new. You know, they have, have a bit of a hard time uh, backing up the trailer. And, and you know what? It, it's a very, very great point you bring because we had to do things differently. You know, in, in the past, in our first inaugural year, 
clearly, you know, most of the consumers we're selling to, like you knew whether we're getting into. So the, the walk around, if you will, or explanation were, were, uh, were a little bit lighter. We didn't have to go in depth as much. You know, we, we do our regular thing, which takes about an hour to go over the vehicle. But with the new entrance, you know, a CDU delivery that we would normally take about an hour to do now is taking much longer because we now need to talk about safety. A uh, lot. More. That's interesting. Yeah. The rules, you know, of engagement at, uh, at the boat ramp. And so we, we acquired uh, through the help of uh, Halton Region Police some great packages about safety on the water. For example, we had to partner up with uh, a quad training uh, folks so we can uh, send people to you know training because some people have never been on, on a quad and and these machines as you know chris are extremely powerful. absolutely yeah. so you cannot just you know i mean we had a lot of people come in um you know a very funny story this is a true story but uh in the winter of uh 2020 i want to say no 2021 actually it was this year we had a gentleman uh, dropped off by uh, by a cab an uber cab and uh, he comes off and he says i'm here to buy a skidoo and um Okay, so we didn't have that many left. And, and in his thought, it was like buying a car. He, he thought he was taking it home that day. Uh, I'm like, what was your trailer? Yeah, so they're, yeah. and, and talk, talk about new entrance and not knowing <laughs> fully well what they're getting into. Yeah. Uh, but we had to explain to this gentleman, you know, you cannot drive these things on the road. They're, they're for specific trails. Wow. And um, so the level of education. Did you, did, you, did you say that? And so staff. to confirm, that was... It wasn't a Riker, right? It was it was a snowmobile. Snowmobile, and they, yeah, wow, yeah. and, and then, it just yeah shows yeah, you and then, just some people. It just goes to show you, like you know, I, I mean, our, when you look at a side by side, it looks like a car, yeah. right? So many, many people, you know, the new all those new entrants, people that are coming in, you know, they've not seen them on the road. Although places like uh, Wasaga Beach now allows yeah. it, yeah. And, and so so they're much more visible nowadays and some people do think they're an alternative to buying uh, a Yaris or a small car and uh, and um, you know they look like a lot of fun they, they go anywhere type of vehicles but uh, they're not dune buggies they're not exactly that and uh, but yeah so we we had to really re reformat our presentations a lot, ask a lot more questions for qualifying make sure we're on the right vehicle make sure we have the person with the right permit um, as we would do anyway, but, but we, we really had to, um, to push the boundaries a little bit uh, further. And particularly for us, we, we aimed at um, talking about the safety. Uh, you know, our machines are powerful. They, you know, when, when mishandled, they, you know, you can get in trouble easily. So it's important to uh, really sell the appropriate uh, product to the level of expertise. You know, we, we often say to people, ride to your capabilities. It's important that, that you do that because, you know, you cannot come in and say, my, my friends have a 1000 XMR and, and therefore I need to be able to follow them. So I'd like to start with a 1000 XMR. It's just not, it's not wise. And the thing too, is that with, I, I, with BRP is that the cooler designs are usually the bigger end horsepower machines. So for someone new that like there's appeal when you walk in because that wow factor is a, is attached to a lot of the machines with the higher horsepower. So I could see that a lot of green people to power sports would be like, wow, that machine looks really cool. I'm going to take that one. But then, yeah, it's got, well, the side-by-sides are 200 horsepower now. Like that's a lot of power. Uh, and these, the ATVs are ridiculous. And then there's still a lot of people can't believe that 
um, there is 300 horsepower in the top of the line CDUs. Like that's a lot of horsepower in something that size. So I could easily see that that could be an issue um, for people that haven't grown up on them or haven't had a ton of experience with them. But absolutely. Um, next question I, I was curious about is. Uh, I love going into your store. It's a, it's a, it's a toy box for me. It's like, it's a toy store. That's what it is. I love going in there. And um, I'm a little disappointed now that the, in, in the, in the technology days, I used to just steal all the brochures and all that stuff, but now all the dealers now are going digital, but I used to stockpile those and have those to read. So I, I'd always grab those when I could. Uh, but with the way things are changing, most things are digital. Now I used to always also save, uh, do you remember the boat bike and RV traders? Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah, still have some back in Montreal. <laughs> my, my mom and dad is, I, I like to keep a few just to show my kids. Oh, when I was a kid, they, those drove my parents nuts. Cause I just never threw one out and they came out. Was it every week? I think they came every out, week. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just would never throw one out. But anyways, what I was curious about is what's the difference of people walking into the store compared to now, just, you don't even see them until they pick up the vehicle and buying everything online. Yeah, uh, you know, super good point because, and, and again, with, with COVID, uh, it, it was obviously, it was happening before COVID. You know, a lot of the, the technology has changed quite a bit. And then uh, with, with COVID, I'll use an example of the boat show this year. The boat show that did not happen went virtual. And so, you know, with the limit of the number of people in the store or we had to be on appointment, depending on the whatever government rules were thrown at us, we, we had to, to shift uh, to a bit of a digital format. Uh, so uh, what we did is we, we installed throughout the store uh, several cameras and uh, the sales consultant had the ability to log in on a Zoom call, just like, like uh, we're doing today and, and, and um, connect with the consumers live with their phone, going over the product. Um, if the consumer is not you know, uh, comfortable in coming into the store. Uh, that that's that's kind of settled a little bit in the last few few months. We're we're using it whenever consumers are not comfortable, but the the the, the option is definitely there. Um, but you're right. The consumer want to reserve. They want to reserve online. They want to. Uh, we took so many deals over the phone using the the, the the technology, going over a build with consumers, you know, sharing a screen, building a unit with them. So it's changed dramatically. But of course, you know, as you really, really enjoy coming to the store because it is a candy store to, to a certain extent, there's nothing like coming in to feel the product, get an understanding of it. Online is great. I'd be happy to tell you that we, we still order brochures because we understand there's still quite a bit of a demand. So in fact, I just received a bunch this week. So if you want to come in, I'd be happy to, uh, yeah, we got all the new brochures from Can-Am Off-Road and Cedus. um for 2022 so it's it's all in of course you know yeah but it's changed the brochures are and i really like them for, from brp this year they're called magalog so they're a bit of a magazine and a catalog combined uh they're much more storytelling they're in, in inspirational and, and that's what i love about it because you know as well as i do chris that what we sell it's all about experiences you you live something very special on our on our product and um and, and this is what that 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 media does it, it's a it's a magazine it's something you can actually leave at home for people to look yeah it's got some information on the new product and new accessories but there's a lot of stories um and information that goes far beyond just the product and pricing of, of, of those products 
Well, that's great. I'll definitely be in this weekend to grab a couple of those. Um, now, yeah. Now, how? A couple of questions that I know is coming up a lot is: is have you find the manufacturers have they kept the pricing the way the way that it is, or have they increased? Which because they obviously can because the supply shortage. But has that? Have you seen the manufacturers change that much? And the second question is: how? Because I think especially for some people that aren't used to. Well, let me explain even my experiences. I was used to when I had gotten a vehicle off you like that, I'd go through it and put the order in. And usually you'd see it within, I don't know, sometimes you get lucky a couple of weeks or a few weeks. That's a big different now, difference now. Like how far in advance are people having to put orders in? Because I know that it's a heck of a long, lot longer than I've ever seen. Uh, just simply once again, because of supply. So can you, do you mind answering those two questions, John Luke? Because I know listeners will be a little bit curious. Well, the, the very first question is, is on pricing. There, there's no doubt. You know, every year, every manufacturer, and I've, I work for Nissan Infinity for, for many years, uh, as well as Ford, you know, every year there's usually a slight price increase. And that, that can happen once or twice in, in, in any calendar year. Um, and BRP, uh, Yamaha, Polaris, all these other companies, uh, they're, they're not much different. Uh, you know, recently for 2022, there's been some challenges that, uh, have affected not only the pricing, but also the, the availability of products. I'm thinking, for example, of uh, shipping shipping containers. Containers coming out of Asia might have cost, I don't know, $1,800, $2,000, where they're now $15,000. You know, like it, it's, it's, it's huge, huge money. So the conundrum for manufacturers is it's a much bigger puzzle. You know, you, you've heard of the, the chip shortage, you know, these... Um, these my microchips in in cars. General Motors is having a real tough time supplying its dealers with cars and trucks, particularly trucks, because the technology in those vehicles is so advanced now. They require you know hundreds of, of chips. So we're no different. Our vehicles, you know, I think of a vehicle with a smart shock technology. It requires these chips to function properly, and there's a lot more computers on board nowadays. And um, so obviously the, the, the chip shortage has meant delays of product uh, coupled with the cost of shipping material. And, and the consumer may think, well, we're kind of over COVID, so it's not really an excuse. It's, it's not quite true because the ripple effect is still very much happening. We were still many months before we get out and I think where things will get normalized. So that, that kind of answers the, 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 the pricing aspect of it. To, to demonstrate to you, how challenging it is to get into some of our vehicles. In 2020, when we were selling our 2021 CDUs, we sold our last 2020 CDU in June, I think it was on June 30th of 2020, and immediately began uh, reserving, taking reservations for the 2021. And of course, in a typical year, we would start selling a few in the fall. And then by the boat show time, if the boat show would happen, we would all go to the boat show and, and consumers would, you know, take some orders and, and we start fulfilling as early as March, April uh, through July. Well, what happened is by the time we got to the boat show, which became a virtual boat show in 2021, about 90% of our uh, allotment for our store anyway, and, and this is true for every other dealership, was sold out and pre-ordered. And so we got to the boat show in 2021, having to do uh, shift to, to, to shift again and and start selling pre-selling 
2022s. So now where, where we were pre-selling 21s in June of 2020, we're now pre-selling 2022s, which I've not even landed here, in, um, uh, in, in, in February of 2021. And so by the time the launch occurred, which uh, the launch occurred, you, you were right uh, in, in the August date there earlier uh, when you spoke. Um, so when, when C2 launched the new models for 2022, along with the Switch, the CDUs were all accounted for. I mean, people had deposits. They knew what they wanted. The only thing we needed to confirm was coloration options and, and so on. And, um, and now, you know, so our year ahead is already pre-planned. And this is same for Skidoo. We are, um, I'd say there, there's some opportunities with respect to off-road. You're maybe looking at four or five months down the road right now. Uh, if you're looking to pre-order today, on road a little bit easier, more 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 flexibility. But we depleted the uh, the, the shelves extensively, and for, for boats, well, boats are going to be much of the same. If people do not pre-order their boats this fall, by the time they get to thinking about it in January, February, it'll be too late. There will not be a selection. You'll have to compromise on something or go to the used market. And what this has created, you know, back to pricing is that um, because of the shortage of new product, when you turn on Kijiji and you go onto the Kijiji website or Facebook Marketplace, some consumers are selling their pre-owned Sidus, Skidus, um, on-road ATVs for ridiculous amounts, amounts that are larger. We, we had, we had a, a 19-year-old, this was very, very sad, a 19-year-old purchased a Sidu, um, a 300, uh, very much like, like, like yours, but uh, in a 2021, and he ended up paying uh, $38,000 for the, for the unit. Holy, yeah. I've, I've been seeing online some of the used prices. And it's, I guess, like people with the shortage of supply, they're just swinging for the fences. And some people are grabbing them. But oh, I, And they're getting it. You know, so some people that have the money in their pocket, they don't care. Uh, what, what I fear is, you know, there will be, there'll be a time when that $38,000 CD will come in to a dealership, maybe ours. And then uh, uh, because he wanted it so badly, he'll want to trade it for something new because maybe in three, four, five years from now, there'll be a 400 horsepower. I don't know, but um, he'll want to have the latest and greatest. And then uh, the, the valuation, the appraisal of that unit will be so far off what he paid for, he's going to lose a shirt. And then you know uh, he'll think that our appraisal is unreasonable. Well, we will follow what I would call a normalized market trend, what the appropriate depreciation should be. Um, and that inevitably is going to disappoint some people. Yeah. That's, what, what a change in your business and how you have to figure out ordering for customers and not like, obviously just listeners, if you're going to be getting anything in the near future, you'd obviously have to put a, your order in just months and months in advance. Cause it's, it's definitely, and you're seeing that on, on social media and that, that, it's just simply taken longer. So, uh, yeah, I was I was curious to hear your explanation on that on how, just how far in advance. So, uh, what a change to your business. I can't. I can only imagine the 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 difference in planning and everything for like inventory and storage and how all that works and servicing and getting all these units put together. It must have changed your whole business plan. It has. We we had to expand our uh, warehousing capabilities. We didn't have a choice. We uh, we we quickly immediately as, as as fast as we could 
and as much as we could try to acquire as many pre-owned ones. Because obviously pre-owned is, you know, for those people that cannot afford a brand new vehicle, a pre-owned is a great way into the sport. And we, as best we could, try to acquire as many as we could. But this, sometimes, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I'm not about to pay insane money for something that obviously our manufacturer can supply for, for less. It becomes almost, um, it's a very dangerous game. If the market collapses, we cannot be on the water. Um, so we, we got to be careful. We got to manage it uh, carefully. And, uh, but we also had to pivot and uh, make sure that, you know, we, we had the right parts. Uh, and so when we do our booking orders with DRP, we uh, augmented those, those values uh, safely, obviously, but to make sure that we could satisfy our customers. Because there is a, a, there's an aspect of service and parts uh, to, to our business that, that is extremely important. We need to have the part uh, on the shelf. Uh, BRP is great. However, they, they, uh, the communication, the transparency um, has been phenomenal through COVID, getting a temperature uh, uh, gauge as to you know, how dealers were doing and what our concerns were. Uh, that, to me, uh, was uh, exemplary. It, they, they've done a great job at making sure that as best as they could you know, provide us the support, that at least dealers and the consumers would have uh, the best support they could provide, given actually all, all the obstacles we're facing. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, we're starting to get a little short on time. So one question, one last question I want to get in is, is the annual ATV and snowmobile show happening this year at the International Center in Mississauga? Because that's uh, a show that my son and I always go to each year, and obviously that didn't happen. So just curious, have you heard any rumblings on that? Is it going to be taking place this fall? Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we were scheduled to go. We had great plans to attend. Uh, the organizers, in the face of uh, the fourth wave, had to um, to do the right thing and, and cancel. One of the challenges of, of these shows is they're limited to the number of people that, that can attend. And, and that, if that percentage is much lower, you know, they have to take into account the people who work there. And, and unfortunately, that just is for, for us as a dealer and a manufacturer, we... We simply can't hope that the people working there will be the one buying our products. We need the population. We need the visitors, right? No, that's, that's okay. Canceled. Yeah, sorry. I just come grab more brochures from you then. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thanks very much, Jean-Luc. I, I can, I'll have to end it there. I could keep talking to you for quite a while about this. And uh, I really, I know how busy you are, especially the change of seasons. Cause you're, you guys, your team right now is winterizing boats and sea probably selling ATVs to hunters and you're getting ready for the sleds to come in. So I know this is a really busy time for you and I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, yeah, thanks very much. Really appreciate the opportunity, Chris. I look forward to see you. And yes, uh, the showroom is ready for ATV uh, side-by-sides as well as sleds. The sleds are here. So it's, uh, it's an awesome time right now. Well, for me, they know they can go to my web- website at Three Hats Financial. And for Jean-Luc, Energy Power Sports in Oakville, um, they've got a really cool website. Jean-Luc's a little humble in regards to the store, but I will tell you it is one of the nicer um, power sports stores that you've probably ever walked into. It's like almost like a luxury car dealership. So it's a very, very, very nice showroom floor. And it, yeah, it's in Oakville. All right. And thank you, Jean-Luc and Chris, for a great episode. Be sure to follow The Ride, Life, Work and Wealth to know when the latest episode is ready. And of course, share with friends and family.